Good morning and welcome to another fresh edition of Music to My Beer. See how I did that? It's like almost like the fruit splashed into the beer. Fresh. Fresh. That's right, Zach. It is Zach fresh. Miller, Warren Cluck with you from uh, 10 to noon this morning, and we hope you're having a really great Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the last day of February. We flip the calendar over, move on to March, so there's a lot to look forward to. We had some splendid weather this weekend, uh, so it was nice to... It was nice to be able to have a beer in the garage, meander around the neighborhood, and not have to, you know, bundle up, curse the, you know, curse the world. Oh man, <laughs> not even have to like, yeah, start up your car, wait fifteen minutes until it gets nice and warm inside, so yeah. you can drive to work. Yeah, I got, it. It was awful because I know it's going to be cold for quite a while, but it was a nice taste. This weekend was a nice taste of what we we might have coming soon. Oh man, we're only uh, what uh, fourteen days away from daylight savings time. Two weeks away. Can you believe that? Jeez. I know we're going to be turning those clocks pretty soon, and then we're going to be celebrating our sixth year anniversary. All that and more awaits us in the month of March. So let's finish off February strong. Thanks for joining us for two hours of craft beer chit chat and music right here on Music to My Beers. Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is Music to My Beers. Music to My Beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. We do this every week, just about. You know, uh, sporadic attendance here and there over the uh, the last few months, but we're getting there. We're getting back on track, and uh, things are going to get easier. Things are starting to open up a little bit, and you start to get the feeling that we're going to see some beer-related activities, you know, coming up. There's so soon. Nothing definitely on the calendar, but we see things just, you know, start opening up a little bit. Some music festivals are starting to think about a November deal, the vaccines getting readily made, you know, more available, so... I'm, I'm hoping. This, this sort of feels like we're about to enter the spring of hope. We're like, we might round a corner, and uh, and man, I never thought I'd say it, but I would be really grateful to attend a beer festival, oh. even if I've already had all the beers that are there. I would totally jump on that, whether it's um, like a summer beer fest that's on Cam Island or wherever. I would go. I would travel. How far would you travel for a beer fest? Uh, as far as I can afford to Uber, probably. Oh, man. But, it, you know, it'd be fun to maybe, uh, depending on how things go, attend a beer fest in Chicago or maybe Cincinnati or Cleveland in the next year or so where it's stay-the-weekend type destination. I know, yeah. I know, and I, I feel bad I missed it. Last Saturday was Recknep's Day at the Crooked U where they did all the different variations of their uh, their Recknep's oatmeal stout. And it, all the ones I saw on tab looked great. I couldn't get down there. I had some stuff going on. We've had a few of those. Did you notice that they brought back the 2019 Imperial Recknep's, that super imperial one that... When um, the the brewmaster Andy there was talking about it, didn't he like put it up on the roof during wintertime or something like that and froze? Like he almost made it like an ice imperial beer. Yeah, I think I remember him telling about telling us about that. Super concentrated, like a fifteen percent recneps. But, but things like that start to give you hope that like you know we're coming back around again. Like oh, yeah, you know, things might uh, things might open up. We'll look forward to that. Yeah, I, I got a chance to get out last weekend. Went to the Lauber, which is the first time I've been out. Uh, drinking in the city, I think, since this whole thing happened. Whoa. Yeah, so that was kind of fun. It was nice to be out amongst uh, four walls that were not my own. <laughs> yeah, and a whole, like, array of taps that you could choose from. Yeah, beers I didn't buy and, or, you know, I didn't I didn't pay for and shelve at my house. It was nice to not have to worry about cleanup, but it was also just really weird to be out in uh, in the public. Oh, yeah. We were, uh, we, we, we went out to Howard Park. I think I brought that up a couple weeks ago. We yeah. went out. And that was, uh, that was a really good time, but how was it? What it what what were your uh, feelings after leaving Lauber? 
I missed going out. Yeah. yeah. Do it again soon. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably do it again. I I don't want to be that guy that rushes out and, you know, it's back to normal. But another thing that's fun to look forward to as we look at the calendar, we kind of had just a taste of the nice weather coming up as far as beer drinking goes, is um, one of the reasons a lot of businesses got hosed in the fall and winter months is because, yeah, you can do outdoor dining, but it's the Midwest and there, nobody wants to eat. So you, you have those ridiculous igloos set up all over the place. But we're going to be back in a couple of months to a place where the weather's decent enough outside where you can sit outside in a patio setting and have a drink, be socially distanced, and still enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. I Well, and there's a lot of patio drinking to be done in and around this area. I know like some places like uh, Bear Hands have their own patio set up out there. Uh, Evil Check's got a great patio to drink uh, at. So we've got some options. Yeah, the Lobber and Fiddler's has some outdoor seating, Ooh. and it's just it, it's nice. But also, I, I feel it's going to give us more more options. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as the well, can I can I wait? Could, because you know, the, the lobber was fun, but we had to wait forty five minutes for a table, and you can't wait inside because that would be unsafe. So I was just milling around, hanging may, out downtown. May have been swinging into citywide for shot skis every once in a while, but uh, ooh yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But this this winter, this like little stretch of nice weather, the thaw off we had this week reminded me, like, hey man, spring drinking is going to be here, and then and then there's going to be a whole pile of other things we can do. That's going to be good. I wonder. Um, I haven't seen too many events pop up like planning that but i would love to you know know more about those and so if you know of any events like message us message the page at music to my beers on facebook and let us know of some stuff coming up that we could throw in news and notes yeah even something as dumb as just a release like, yeah we can get excited about that i'll show up for that i'll come <laughs> hang out for a while we're getting close. We kind of can. You can. You can't see it, but you can feel the the light at the end of the tunnel. We're we're so close. Yeah. I I got hope. Um, you know, thinking about my in laws are now they're over sixty, and I got hope when I saw that the vaccine's available for sixty plus. Just because like those were the people that I was always worried about getting sick. Mm-hmm. But now if they get the vaccine, like that gives me hope that soon, like we're gonna get back and we're gonna be doing. Lots of stuff. Well, think about all the great beers that we haven't been able to have for the last, uh, well, I'll say since since Halloween, since October. Uh, we haven't been able to have the just finished your lawn work beer. There's the lake mm. beer, the pool beer, the, the fishing beer. You know, there was the ice fishing beer, but now we're going <laughs> to have the, the regular fishing beer. And it's just going to be nice to enjoy outside a little bit. And uh, I think you'd be thinking, though, like we are going to miss some of our some of our winter beers. Like my, I think the best beer I had this entire winter was... The first, I uh, I saved one of the 2020 Bourbon Counties uh-huh. for the second my, my December vacation started. So I got to like go home and immediately dive into one of my favorite stouts. But it was as far as like the sweet beer experience, like that, that was a great one. I love those. Just sitting around the fire and hanging out and enjoying it through like the long haul. You crack it open, you pour it in the glass, you take the first sip, and it's nice and chilled and stuff, but then you let it gradually come up to temperature. That's yeah. an experience. Yeah, the last beer I had of 2020 before the it was on New Year's Eve, uh, we went to Elkhart and just hung out and uh, had some some Yakida breakfast cookies. <sighs> and it had been a long time since I had it. And it's, it's one of those beers, that if you don't have it consistently, you forget how good it is. And uh, it was nice to have that. But that was another like sweet winter beer where I'm like, this is the last beer I'm going to have this year. This awful oh. 2020 flush it down the drain with an amazing stout. I just had it like maybe two weeks ago. They still have breakfast cookies on stout. And when I was over in Elkhart, just uh, across the way doing a remote broadcast, I was like, I can't not stare at Yakida for the entire two hours and not go out over there afterwards and get some beer. So that's what I did. I mean, it's pretty much your civic duty. Oh my gosh. I, I do love that. I love, they've got an outdoor patio. Westwind has an outdoor patio too. And then there's going to be a new brewery over in Elkhart. Elkhart is like hop, hopping with brews because there's no that brass pun elk. No intended. Uh, no. Uh, have, you, have you seen uh, Brass Elk? 
Uh, I've just I've just heard about it. I haven't actually seen where it's going to be. Where is it? They're um, actually in the old um, hydraulic ale house okay. location. They used to be Mar- McCarthy's on the river. Um, over there, like right next to the Nibco Water and Ice Park where all the ice skating is going on. And they're like super close to being done and being ready to open. All right. Well, and have all their beers. So there are three patios right in Elkhart that we can uh, go and invade. <sighs> Man. Yeah. That's, that's where it's at. Yeah. It'll be just be any, any beers you're looking forward to drinking, like any, not, not the actual beer itself, but like that beer, like your first day of vacation <sighs> beer, your spring break beer. Um, there was. Probably not done raking the crap out of the lawn for the first time beer. I think, uh, I think maybe, uh, maybe just the porch beer, just hanging out when it's warm enough to hang out on the porch, which we've gotten a couple of days where we've been able to... I I didn't even put my porch furniture away this year. I feel terrible. Usually I take it down and I'll put it away. I didn't... And I hey, everybody! Zach's the white trash of the neighborhood. <laughs> but I look forward to that one because, like, even now, with the, the weather that we've been having, it's... I would sit outside wearing a sweatshirt, like a hoodie or something, and have the porch beer on a nice, like, sunshining day. Where it's like just about touching 50. Yeah. And you're a little bit more socially outgoing than I am because my nightmare is that I'd sit there and wave and have to talk to somebody in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like, I only recently started talking to my mailman and like one of my other neighbors. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's too big of a step for me. I'm, I'm looking forward to the, and I got some on Friday because the weather was nice. Is uh, I like to dink around in the garage, work on motorcycles, and like and have a beer, just be by myself. Mm-hmm. That's like my, my happy place. But it's been so cold for the last four, six weeks, you, you can't, because I don't have a heated garage. It's attached, but it's not heated. So it's just as cold in the garage almost as it is, you know, also I can leave beer on the workbench and it'll be perfectly fine for me to drink whatever I wanted. Oh, yeah. So it, it, it was nice to get like into the garage and do some stuff and have a beer and think, all right, this is comfortable. I can tolerate this in a sweatshirt. Like I can wear a hoodie out here and be completely comfortable. Yeah. And, uh, and get some work done while you're out there, too, right? Yeah, yeah. And another beer I'm looking forward to having is uh, I finished sanding the drywall beer. Ooh. I'm putting drywall up in my basement, and I've never finished drywall successfully myself. Oh, really? Yeah, I've tried once before, but it was sort of like a repair job. So Okay. Uh, this is the first time I've done new drywall. Did you Did you punch a hole in the wall? No, I'm putting up. I'm building a new office in the basement. Sweet. And it's fun. I think we talked about this last week or the week before because it's next to... Um, uh, a basement bar, like a very 1960s. My house was built in the late 50s, so it's got that standard issue basement bar. And I want to put a new bar in down there, but I don't know. And I've been Google imaging, just looking at, at various home bars and things my friends have built on Instagram and kind of getting like a feel for how I how I want to do it. And maybe we'll do like a bar build special here on Music to My Beers, and, uh, and we can have some experts on and talk about it. Because the whole time I'm building this office, I'm taking breaks and you know having a sip here and there and looking at the, the bars and thinking... What do I want? Because I know the bars, mm-hmm. I, the bars everybody always likes are the big old ones you find in like the you know the super old pubs. Uh, McCormick's downtown is a great mm-hmm. one that comes to mind. Where you can just tell that that bar's been been touched by a billion people. Oh yeah. So I kind of keep my eyes open to maybe do I do I try to find like a used one of those from someplace they're tearing down, but they're always really expensive because they go to be repurposed elsewhere. Oh yeah. Well, that's kind of the hip new thing now is to make it more nostalgic. Bars are yeah. are going for that look. I think of like Fatbird. Have you been in there yet? Yeah. Their their bar looks like like that old time. It looks like it's been there for a, a really long time, and maybe it has. I yeah. don't know. And, but also, I don't need a bar. I don't. I don't need that that size of a bar. Oh, yeah. You know, it's only something mini. I'm looking for like an, a seven or eight footer. So, it, are you doing wet? Sorry, I don't. I don't know. I okay. don't know. I, I I have to do some some more work. Obviously, mm-hmm. the cost is going to go up if I'm going to do wet. But then I start to think to myself, how many cocktails have I made at my house in the last half decade? Maybe five. Yeah, I. 
you know, I can't so, even remember the so, last time I made a cocktail. All I really need to do is just have a bottle opener and maybe like a refrigerator. So so I don't know. So I, I've been thinking about that. But but when I finally get that drywall finished and ready for paint, that's going to be a hell of a beer, man. Oh, man. I might, I might have to go pull something special from the cellar and be like, this is an accomplishment. Because I, I don't know if I'll be able to do it. And I know I'll be covered in white dust after I'm done. <laughs> well, I know one person we're going to have to invite for our bar uh, build rescue. Bar bar build episode um is old man ernie because he helped you with your electric yeah he also knows good beer (laughs) yeah i'll do that typical thing where like a a craft brewery will open and then to say thank you for all the the people that helped build it and get the work done you invite them in for like a soft opening so maybe we'll do like a music to my beer soft opening from my basement when the bar is done but that's that'd be cool yeah that's eons but that's one of the beers i'm looking forward to the getting the pool open beer is always a real sweet one because you're like all right People will start coming to my house again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be always, congregated. Yeah, well, it's always sad when you close the pool. You're like, well, my superpower is gone. I have no reason to entice people to my house. So I know. That's one of the greatest things. You, you, you've always said, hey, man, come on over. I got a pool. Yeah. Like, oh, that is enticing. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, something I still can't believe I have in my backyard. But but that's always a really great beer is the first, the first because then it's summertime. It's and Memorial Day weekend. we great episodes there, yeah, too. And, and maybe we'll do some more this summer. Maybe. We've got nothing else to do. No, we don't have anything on the calendar. So uh, we've got a lot to get to. Thanks for joining us as we reminisce about the beers we had, the beers we want to have. And uh, if you have a really great beer, like the You Just Fixed the Lawnmower and You Won't Have to Buy a New One beer, uh, go ahead and blow up our Facebook group at Music to My Beers on Facebook. We'll talk more about that here in a second. a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers B-Movie. And welcome back to Music to My Beers. It's Cluck, it's Zach, and this is the first, uh, well, we've routed the first bed of Music to My Beers. We like to break down and talk movies for a second, change subjects, and pass it. We're passing around a couple of beer ideas, a rating system that makes no sense, and um, scientifically cannot accurately be measured. We like to call this the The B-Movie. Uh, and it was suggested on the old Facebook group we just spoke about that maybe uh, maybe we do Coming to America because the trailer was just released recently. We've got a lot of news about it this week even. is uh, Number two is coming out March 5th, so that's coming out this... Is that Friday for us? Yes. And I think, oh, I think man. It, it popped up in the news this week as Wesley Snipes makes an appearance in it, I think. Whoa. Yeah, so, uh, so we're going to go back to 1988 for the John Landis original. And this... Uh, we actually talked about this on our show earlier this week about... At the time, between like 86 and 88, Eddie Murphy was the biggest star on the planet. He had number one comedy albums and specials. He had number one music. He had, uh, and every movie he touched was a smash success. I completely forgot about that because I I only got into him with like the uh, Nutty Professor. That was really what I, my oh, turning yeah. point. That was that was kind of like he had a bit of a resurgence, but his stand up had had uh, long since ended by then. And this movie came out at the at his absolute peak of Eddie Murphyness. In 1988, it cost 36 million to make, and it made 350 million dollars. <sighs> Whoa! Yeah, so it's a giant movie. And why it took them this long to get involved with a sequel, I have no idea. Because we saw Nutty Professor sequels. We saw, uh, yeah. you know, a couple of All other sequels. All this Dr. Doolittle stuff. He yeah. did like four of those films or yeah. something. So they finally got the band back together. We're going to see it on Friday. But yes, this is a great pick, so we're going to do Coming to America. Um, I, If you're looking for a quintessential Eddie Murphy movie that's quotable, hilarious, still holds up, Arsenio Hall's in it for crying out loud. <laughs> is he still alive? 
Yeah, he's in the sequel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't Our seen the trailer. Was very much still alive. I need to check out the the, the trailer because I haven't actually watched. I haven't actually seen this movie, but I I really want to. I want to see it like sometime this week, and then also watch the premiere on Friday because I have Amazon Prime. I'm gonna give this one four pack of Oscar Blues Ten Fifty. Ooh. Because that's good a pick. It's a thick, heavy brew, but also it's gonna get me into that. Into that mood where I'm, I'm a better laugher, if you get my drift. Uh, but yeah, this movie's a classic. You should check it out, especially between now and Friday when the sequel comes out, because there's mm-hmm. going to be a ton of inside jokes and plot points you don't really understand. And the sequel, he comes back because he's got a long-lost son. Eddie Murphy plays all the characters at the barbershop. You know, he was doing that before he ever got into the Nutty Professor uh, mode. Wow. Uh, yeah, I see. He's got like four different roles in this movie, and so, so does Arsenio. Yeah, dude, you're gonna you're gonna. Oh, this, it's I'm a just home, gonna laugh. It's a home run. Oh man, I can't wait. Okay, so then I and, should probably I, just go with one. Yeah, and unlike his uh, his stand up specials, is a little more safe for all audiences. I mean, there's some language in, in coming to America, but it's nothing like raw, you know. Okay, uh, so it's 117 minutes, almost two hours. Maybe I'll have to go with an hour a beer per hour, and I'll do Lagunitas IPA because I had that this past weekend. That's just a good run of the mill IPA, like. I mean, obviously, Bell's Too Hard is my favorite just because of the the sheer balance. But if you're looking for a relatively low-cost six-pack IPA, Lagunitas IPA is where it's at. And I'm going to throw that. I'm going to throw two Lagunitas IPAs in there and uh, enjoy. Because I'll have just enough of a buzz at 6.8% that I'll be, like, kind of giggly. All right. And get a feel for it. You're going to love it. And I can't wait. And I think in the next couple of weeks, if we get our act together and we watch the sequel, we could do Coming to America 2. Do, like, a B-movie sequel. Ooh, yeah, let's plan it. So there it is, this week's B-movie for Music to My Beers. Uh, If you'd like to suggest a movie, we've done a couple of uh, fan suggestions through the Music to My Beers Facebook group. You can uh, leave your suggestion there, and we'll do it. Keep it clean, and also, eh, you know, nothing like sleepaway camp or anything like that. Our favorite segment of the program kicks off the second hour of Music to My Beers. We actually get to get to the beers part of Music to My Beers. We split one every week. It's in the name. We couldn't just like not have it be a part of the show. So I appreciate you coming up with this this well, we drank, feature. We drank a lot during the show initially, and then we didn't drink for a while. And we thought, you know what? There's got to be a happy medium between overdoing it and not doing it all. So we thought, oh. Have you had this one? I have not. Oh, there you go. All right. The... Woodshop Series Lagunitas, the Sonomica, a sour farm farmhouse ale aged in Sonoma red wine barrels. And I can probably guess that you got this at Citywide Downtown South Bend. How'd you know? It's a giant see? display when you first walk in the door. You see the stacks on stacks. And the guy who sold it to me, he's like, oh, man, I love this one. It's one of my favorites. Oh. Now, I've had a lot. We've had a lot of, uh, we've had stouts from Lagunitas. We've had IPAs galore, double IPAs. I've never had a sour ale from these guys, so I'm pretty excited to see what this one tastes like. A little bit more. Mm. Wow. That is interesting. That almost smells like... Mm. Um, it, very... cl- it clocks in at 8.2, which is uh, pretty high for a sour, right? And, yeah. and also for a farmhouse. Yeah. Um, it's got kind of that nice uh, yeast yeast smell, but I mean, you can tell right off the bat that it's a sour. That wine, bar- that wine barrel nose mm-hmm. hits you immediately. And whenever I think of wine, I always think of that... Um, my parents used to drink the giant jugs of Carlos Rossi. Oh, yeah. Or, or the Peter Vela in the box. And when you get a little bit, you know, when you're 19 or whatever, you sneak a sip. I'll always remember how that wine smelled. That and smells kind of like this. This. Ha- this has the exact smell of, like, whatever the... Uh, whatever the barrel was that they put in? Yeah. Like, almost, it's a red wine barrel, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Yeah, and you get kind of that oakiness. There is a little bit of a... Ooh. It's tart. It's sour. It's uh, It kind of punches you in the tongue, and then... It's funny, because the nose makes you think it's going to be wine. It's been aged in wine barrel, but I still don't... I don't get any of that 8.2% heat or any of that, that strength at all. This no. Is, it's super smooth. This would go down really easy, and I, I would have trouble not finishing the entire four-pack in a night. No, mm. Now, what are the four-pack uh, of this run you? Um, I think it's fourteen ninety nine. So that's a a really good deal. Again, Lagunitas, I had them in the B-movie, and the the their price point is like, if you're looking for something, if you're just getting into craft beer and you're looking to like maybe push... The envelope a little bit. Try Lagunitas. Like they've got a bunch of different styles. Typically they're hoppier. Like I know that they're known for hop stupid. Yeah, they've got. I think it's uh, Mind Haze that uh, that just came out. They've got a, a, a handful of offerings. But the nice thing is, is they're all priced so that if you buy them and you really don't care for them that much, mm-hmm. yeah, no. you didn't break the bank. No. And also they're known for being the kind of the the weed brewery. Remember yeah. that Dark Swan yeah. that they had? And they have uh, Waldo's special IPA they yeah. release every uh, on the anniversary of their big marijuana bust. You the know, one hitter series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do like that. It's got the really the really golden ambery body on this. Super clear. The clarity on it is nice. The um, it's so funny. The lacing is interesting to see the beer in your glass, but the smell is just absolute nothing but wine in your nose. I didn't put this on resolutions, but. The more that like we start doing this beer show, and I mean, when I say start doing this beer show, we've been in it for nearly six years. Just started, man. I want. I really want to become a cicerone. Like I want to get on some level and just know a little bit about it. Yeah, I don't think my palate. Um, and I get jealous of when I see people's reviews on Untapped, and they're really well thought out. They pull a lot out of it. A lot of beer bloggers too, and people on um, on Beer Advocate. I always worried, like, I, there are sometimes I'll have a stout, and, I, I, and I'm like, I don't get any of this. You know, you get some of it, but the co- the complexity that other people are saying, they get out of it, I don't. So I don't know if my palate isn't refined enough, or maybe it is, I don't recognize the the tastes that I'm tasting. Mm. Like, like, do I really know what a cardamom tastes like? I don't know what a cardamom tastes like. No, yeah. I can tell you what a pear tastes like, or like because that has a little bit of, a, like, that fruit, like a, maybe an apple, a little bit with it. Okay, I can see that. And I know um, Joke Warwick, who he's been, has he been on the show before with us? A long he's time made ago. mead with, uh, he makes mead and he gives that to us. Yeah, he's a friend of ours and he uh, he does family make mead and, mm-hmm. and he gives us some every year. We're dying to have Mana do a need for mead show. We need to do one with him because he, he sat me down in, in the one of the offices one time and he had me close my mouth and then breathe through my nose, kind of breathe out through your nose. And you get a bunch of different flavors when you you swirl around in your tongue before the swallow. Just let it sit there. Yeah, and there are times when I'll uh, write a review for a beer on tap, and there might be a flavor or a scent or something you pick up out of the very end when you finally take your swallow, you close, and you exhale through your nose, you get a little bit of it. Yes. But I, I think, you know, if you were a Cicerone and I wasn't, this show would take on a vastly different. I'd be like, hey, Zach, what do you taste here? <laughs> yeah. What does this taste like, Zach? It would always be. Yeah, I'm over here. I'm over here. You know, Johnny Smooth Brain. I'm like, I don't know what I'm drinking. Tell me, Zach. You're like, well, actually, you moron. It's a bit hoppy. Maybe you're getting yeah. some lemongrass well, in you there. See, you might think that's walnut. Actually, it's black walnut. <laughs> it's currants. It's it's black currants in yes, there. Yes, this beer was aged in a barrel made of uh, old black lacquer from a Big Sur waterbed. Mmm, <laughs> I can taste it. So I, yeah, I I'd be impressed. 
Yeah, I, I just think that now is the time because I'm sure there's like online virtual classes that you can take because of, of the times that we live in with COVID and everything. You don't have to make the trip to Chicago to do the classes and stuff anymore. Yeah, and another aspect, too, is not just the uh, the adjunct flavors and some of the barrel-aged goodies that wind up in, in a stout or, or a big beer, but also things like, you know, when we first started the show six years ago, I don't remember there being a billion and a half different types of hops. I feel like every two or three weeks I find a beer that has a new combination of hops or a new hop I've never heard of or tried. You know, I remember when Mosaic was the big wild hop, and that... Like Mosaic, Centennial, the, like the handful of the big four or five core hops, I can identify. But anything beyond that, Citra. <laughs> yeah, like like El Dorado. I, I, and I, I, the Revolution Hero Series has been really good as like a trainer for this because mm-hmm. they'll release different beers that are only one of those hops. Like Mosaic Hero, Galaxy Hero, Cryo Hero. I like the Smash beers, the single malt, single uh, hop beers. Yeah. And, but but it also gives you a little bit of a sort of a, a mental marker, like oh, this is this hop. So when I detect it in combination with these other two, I know what that hop's bringing to the table. But I don't I don't know enough about it, and I don't know how we would. I mean, other than buying the hop or just you know, God forbid, really buckling down and trying some beers in succession. Let's do it. Let's get after it. Let's try to do a hop a week. What are you going to give this on Untapped if you got to write it right now? Um, right now for four three. You can give this. I typically rate on the higher end. I feel like. Yeah, this is it's this is a fun one because you can't taste the eight point two at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, and it, it smells mm. like a wine, drinks like a farmhouse beer. It does. You're right. I get a little bit of that horse blanket, little slight band aid. Yeah. yeah, and that is another weird flavor. I remember <laughs> when we first got into that. We're like, wait, so what now? <laughs> yeah, you're telling me that you actually licked a band aid. Yeah, <laughs> to like, know what that tastes so like. So this is what you want, huh? We've reached the part of our show we like to break down and uh, throw together a mixer sixer like the bottle shops do. We don't offer you a discount on ours, but this is uh, three things from each of us that we're either liking on, want to like, or we absolutely can't stand. So, uh, Zach, you want to go first or should I go first? Um, I'll go first. There was one that I had, I was I was interested in it because it's on the single shelf at Citywide, and they have like those super tall boys, like bigger than just the 16-ounce Tall boy, right. it's the uh, 19.2, yeah, 19.2 ounce tall boy. And Three Floyds had this one. It, there, it was a bunch of commotion. It's people power. And it's got, uh, it looks like Robert the Bruce is on there and a couple of other characters that they have. But it's a sparkling ale with black tea. And it was really interesting because um, I, I opened it and I tried it and I was like, it's not very hoppy. It's kind of sour. But the black tea brings kind of a, a hoppiness to it, that or a, a bitterness to it. That's the right term. Yeah, not not hoppiness. No. I'm sure they used a little bit of hops in there, um, but they used the the Darjeeling. Hey, hey, good luck on your Cicerone test, guy. I know, man. I got to do some <laughs> hardcore studies, something or other. <laughs> it's basically vodka tea treat, I think. Um, finally, picked up a different uh, half acre beer that I would highly suggest, and it's Tome. It's their um, it's their uh, hazy pale ale All from right. Half Acre, and it's delicious. I mean, I haven't had it before um, until just this past week, and it's uh, it's very orange juicy. It won't kick you to the curb like a typical like hazy IPA will do because it's only I want to say it's just just above five five point five percent, and it's good. It's delicious. And then another one that I'm going to throw in there is another hazy that my wife was cool enough last week to drive up to Bare Hands Aww. with the kids, and I ran in and I got a four pack as it was as fresh as fresh can be. I think it was two days old, 
But I got the Micro Mouse, which plays on that nostalgia factor. And you gave me one of those, and it was awesome. Oh, man. So uh, I'm trying to see Micro Mouse um, based on my check-in. I said it was super tasty, but I'm trying to figure out whether or not um, they used a certain type of hop in there. They used Simcoe and Mosaic hops in it. And they're not... They, they're they not secret about their recipes. I mean, Chris will put right there on the can, two-row Pilsner malt, wheat, oats, um, whatever C20 is. Yeah, and it's and cool pills. being host of a beer show. I have no idea what most of that means. So No, it just means it's going to be yeah. kind of yellow in color, I think. <laughs> uh, the first one I'm going to throw in this week is is one of our favorite breweries uh, down in uh, Leesburg is Hoplore. Hoplore Brewing Company. And... I haven't had a chance to have a have a Hoplore beer in quite a while, I think, mm-hmm. you know, because I've been busy buying other stuff. But I, uh, they released Walking on Eggshells, their New England IPA, recently. Ooh. Yeah, and fantastically done. Very well executed. It's got a nice, juicy nose. You get an ever-so-tiny hint of pineapple toward the finish. And, our, again, it's with those, like, men. The hazy IPAs you drink way too fast. That's just... I know. You drink them way too fast. I know. That's why I always have to get those in four-packs, because I'm going to... I'm going to drink it, and then I'm going to want another one right after that. The next one I'm going to throw in, and this is great. This uh, I slept on this brewery for a long time because, like an idiot, I go for the most razzle-dazzle can artwork. That's what draws my eye on a store shelf. So when I see someplace like the Metazoa Brewing Company, Ooh. and their cans are super plain and barely noticeable, it took me a while, but you eventually you get out and you're like, I'm going to buy a four-pack of this, and their IPAs are stellar, but they had kangaroosin for a bruising on tap. <laughs> At uh, at the Lauber last week, and dude, it's just a, it's a fantastic New England IPA, and it's 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 the first New England IPA I've had on draft in probably six months since Labor Day. So, oh. it, so I don't know if that if that meant it tasted extra good or what, but I was really 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 happy to drink it. So maybe that played into it. But it, again, it was it was great, and uh, it was like six five six four, so I could have a couple of them. The last one I'm gonna throw in is available just about everywhere, and uh, I I saw it for the first time two weeks ago at Martin's. The uh, the newest New Belgium Voodoo Ranger. They have a Captain Dynamite IPA. How is that one? It, uh, again, it's great. It's a lot like the rest of them, but this one ends with a slightly bitter piney note. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah which I dug because I'm a I'm a huge West Coast IPA fan. So to have that kind of finish at the end of something uh, a little hazy was great. We don't get that too often with all the juicy stuff around. Yeah, I was and I was and I was disappointed because I saw they had a bunch of Panther Cub at Martin's. Mm. And I thought, I got a bunch of stuff already. I'm, I'll come back tomorrow. I got to go on a beer shopping trip. And I came back the next day. It was all gone. So I missed out on the Panther Cub border from Founders. I didn't get any Panther Cub either. And I, I haven't seen it for uh, a while. We're so lame. <sighs> we have a beer show. And we haven't tried the most hype beer <laughs> in the area. Uh, our buddy Moto Foundry Hank went and got some from Founders the first time they released it. Mm. And said, hey, when it comes out, make a point of grabbing it. And then I immediately, you know. Screwed the pooch on that one, so maybe we'll trade. But uh, what, thanks, what is it? I'm, I'm. It's a it's a porter that they do that everyone says is just it's unreal. It's a blend of other stuff they've they've got going on. But mm. uh, you know, it was it was. I'm kind of bummed. It was a brewery only released the first time or two they did it. So the fact that they put it into distribution uh, regionally was was kind of fun. I, you know, my problem was I saw so much of it. I'm like, this will be here tomorrow, <laughs> and it was not. So that's what I get for tweeting out, "Hey, it's at Martin's, everybody." We have news and notes coming up. Zach's going to break it down. What we have coming forward, uh, looking forward. I guess now I'm getting into the 8.2 percent of this beer. Kind of feel it a little bit. Kind of feel it a little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Lunchtime is just around the corner. I could eat now. We're obviously through our our winter months. 
Fingers crossed. You know, it's going to be cold again. But we're through the really the harsh part of winter here in Michiana. And we've also done our first winter in uh, pandemic quarantine lockdown. I've got to ask, and this might be, maybe this is a beer guy's akin to never ask a woman her age, but I should never ask a fellow beer guy, how's your cellar holding up, man? Uh, you know, that, that's... Because it was the, way, it, it's the one, two, three punch of, like, quarantine, pandemic shutdown, that it was like bars and restaurants are closed, that it's like it's winter, it's stout season, that's where we keep all of our stouts anyhow. Do you have anything left? Mine, mine is the only reason it's holding up slightly and ever so slightly. Like, I mean, it, I'm literally hanging on to the last little bit, and it's because of we had um, the uh, Bourbon County... That release came out, and you and I, we took a trip to Munster, and we had uh, Three Floyds Dark Lord. So I've got some of those left. Um, I, oh, man. Looking at my cellar, though, it does not look anything like it did pre-pandemic. I've moved everything around, and I've actually drank a lot. So like this past April and May, and we had a cold April last year where I still felt like it was winter. I remember um, the governor issuing another two weeks stay-at-home order. Um, they just kept continuing. We were still in stage one. Oh, yeah. There were, no, there were no stages back there. That's right. Yeah, we didn't have a plan of like how we were going to get back to, to business. And it was April 24th, and I think that was a Friday. There was snow on the ground, and I just remember thinking, it's April 24th. My birthday's in like less than two weeks, and here we are with snow. I'm going to start drinking some heavy stouts. And that's what I did. I broke into that cellar pretty hard. So I, I don't know. I Other than Bourbon County and uh, Dark Lord, I don't have a whole lot left. Yeah, mine's down, mine's down about 30%, I would say. A lot of the, the one-off stuff that I have, I've gone through, and I've almost cleared out all my Founders Barrel Age stuff. Uh, I did pick up a couple of uh, bombers from Burnham recently. And so I'm starting around the corner of like, all right, drinking's changed a little bit. You can get out now. It's not inconceivable that you're, you know, you're going to be stuck at home. So I, I think I made it out better than I thought I would. Yeah, better than I thought for sure. Um, but it's yeah, it's definitely a little bit light downstairs. Remember when we had beer delivery to us? Like Bear Hands was delivering. I really thought that was going to continue. Oh man, once that was so once awesome. everything started to open up, because you know, if if people found out they were able to have some success with it, and you're like, hey, cool. I'll spend a hundred bucks and get beer delivered. Like a, it was quite a bit of beer too, delivered to my porch. I think it was a whole, maybe two cases worth of beer. Yeah, you're a porch pirate. You follow around an Amazon guy. It could be hit or miss. You might yeah, get that's true. You might get like you know furnace filters, or you could get a diamond ring. But if you're following around a beer delivery truck, you know if you're a porch pirate, that's a guaranteed hit every score. And Taver, I'm sure that they saw an increase like in their stock. Once the pandemic hit, because everybody's like, yeah, send me the, Tabor's, the weird. Tabor's another thing like TikTok, where I know that I don't want to get involved with it because I'm going to go way overboard. I see mm. guys in the uh, you know the South Bend Beer Group on Facebook and and uh, friends of mine sharing their Tabor posts, and all I can think is, damn, <laughs> some of y'all doing pretty well for yourselves in the old <laughs> pandemic. Hey, you want to help some beer guys out? You know, yeah. two radio beer guys. <laughs> right, right. So I maybe, or maybe I'll just I'll hold out for a good promo code where I can get a nice you know shave off the introductory order. Okay. <laughs> hey, here's ten percent off of your next. Yeah, our buddy Old Man already brings over beers. He found he got all the has all the time on Tavor, and it's always stuff that I've never heard of. But that was one of the first times I'd ever had Maplewood, which is a brewery we we get here now, and it's really good. Oh yeah, they're fat pug and uh, juice pants, son of juice, son of juice, juice jorts. Mm, now I'm getting thirsty. I might need another one. All right. Well, we're going to take a pause for the cause and uh, get some tunes going. And uh, we have news and notes. And then that's it. That's it for February. That's all she wrote. Oh, yeah. It is that time. So uh, we've got uh, 
Something to look forward to. You and I were talking about, hey, stuff is starting to finally open up. And as far as this coming Saturday, one of our neighbors, actually, they're like basically across the street from us, Evil Check over there. Yeah. It's having the release of Stalin's Dark Side annual party, Saturday, 10 a.m. So we've got something to go to. Got something on the calendar, at least. At least one thing's on the calendar. Because uh, other than that, we don't have a whole lot. Um, I mean, you and I, we're looking for anything. Any any outdoors drinking or just um, events. Yeah, Evil to Check, together. another place has got a great outdoor setup. Yeah. And I think, going back to that farmhouse ale we, we were trying earlier in the hour, I think, and I can't remember the guy's name because it was eons ago, but uh, their brewer at the time brought over some of their small batch release uh, sours and farmhouse ales they were doing. Wasn't he from Ireland? Yeah, and that was, or, or Scotland. And that, was, Scot- yeah. that, that was the first time we had ever been introduced to, to that horse blankety flavor. And he had to explain to us what it is, why it's not terrible. You know, and what, why it tastes that way. So that was, uh, so now whenever I think Evil Check's smaller stuff, you're like, oh yeah, but yeah, their, uh, their Stalin stuff is pretty good too. Mm. I, I, I've seen, uh, I think it might have been on the shelf last year. I saw it. They might have done some distro, but having an actual party and getting ready for that, it just, there's a, yes. a change in the, uh, in the season. Uh, that, speaking of change in the season, one thing that we look forward to is not, not the groundhog every year to tell us that it's going to be spring. It's the fact that we've got Oberon Day, oh, March 23rd. It's coming. So just uh, this tomorrow is a new month, and we'll look forward to that towards the end of the month and uh, probably do another virtual cheers. I'm sure Larry Bell will get on his Instagram or something and be doing that again. I wonder if he'll fruit the beer. It was always released at midnight on Sunday going into Monday, and Kalamazoo is Oberon Day, so that was always a fun thing to go to in college. You're like, hey, we're drinking. But now, I mean, now because, you know, work and... Gonna wake up the next morning and say, oh, man. I can't be in Kalamazoo at midnight if I have to be here at 6 a.m. on a Monday. So that's a, that's a big, hard scratch, guy. And then the last but not least, Victory um, Brewing, they, they're actually releasing for their 25th anniversary. Hard to believe that this brewery from Pennsylvania has been around that long. They're doing the Brotherly Love Hazy IPA. Mm. So we can look forward to that one. I mean, like you said earlier, hazies, it's hard to have just one. So when it comes in a six-pack, it's like... It's gravy. <laughs> I want the most calories I can get for my buck. Yeah. That's why I drink hazies. The most calories and the least amount of alcohol. Yes. The least bitterness. Perfect. Well, there's That's your what we got. There's your news and notes. And uh, thank you for joining us for another February here on Music to My Beers. We will see you next Sunday for March on behalf of myself and Zach Miller. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.